You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Good time of day that you're listening to this, everybody, and welcome back. It's been a long time. We should not have left you without a dope beat step two. This is episode number 203 of the Crown and College podcast. Back to you after hiatus to get some restructuring cracking off. I am one half of this show. Bianca, a.k.a. Baritone B, a.k.a. Firm Handshake, a.k.a. Tell Your Tall IT. She can all her heels around me. Easy Beasy Lemon Squeezy, 504 Ever, Hartley Home, Always Reppin', a.k.a. The Only Shoes I Wear, Tie Up Around My Calves, a.k.a. Shamelessly Liking Your Pictures from 247 Weeks Ago on Instagram, it don't matter to me. I don't give a fuck. AKA six foot one if a man height checks me six six on the WNBA roster. More on that later. Seven feet with hand heels, AKA baby. Yeah, my auntie is cool. And I'm joined as always by. What's up, y'all? I'm Jeremy, AKA Black Dante on Twitter, AKA Nigger Ray Cyrus, AKA. Please inform your auntie who is shaking her ass to Megan the Stay and to call me. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> listen, know me. No, know me, know me on the prowl looking for your fine ass auntie. Know me, yes. um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Coming back, um, we did, we 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 left you. We we, we found a dope beat to step two, so we back again with the motherfucking jump off. Um, and speaking of jumping off, we just gonna get right into the show. All right, so this week in trans news, um. Down in Dallas, we have found for the third time this year a black trans woman uh, murdered. Obvious signs of homicidal violence. Uh, her name is Chanel or Chino Lindsay. Again, lived in Dallas, 26 years old, uh, found weeks after Malaysia Booker was found shot to death. Um, then there was Brittany White back in t- October 2018 and Shade Shula back in 2015. First of all, rest in peace and power. Rest in peace, power, and prosperity because you didn't like it's wild to think, you know, when I hear these stories and I see these ages, right? And it's like 26, 24, uh, 23, 29, 22 in, in these cases. Um, last Maybe. year, you know, there was another 26 year old uh, Latina trans woman found strangled to death. Um, and it's just, it's just so hard because it's like, for me, as someone who came out midway through 33, um, and will be 35 in a couple of weeks, I'll let my cash app. Um, <laughs> as Come someone on, who, shameless plug. I, I came out late, and it's weird because part of you know the delay, obviously, was the fact that the social climate was not what it is today. Um, and you know, these young women haven't come out, you know, living the life that they want at a younger age, at an enviable age, almost in my case. Um, and just going for the life that they wanted, you know, living the way that they felt they deserved and having the community support that they did all for it to end because somebody felt the need to violently murder them for the way they choose to exist. Yeah. Um, just just I, meeting the meeting the brain with the body and saying, hey, something's not right about this. I need to fix it. I need to change it because living this old way is like, it's not working for me. Um, and now, again, we, we hear about these these murders, right? These senseless takings of this life for no other reason than the fact that this person is trans. Um, 
If I'm not mistaken, I I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I read that the uh, life expectancy of a trans uh, woman is only 35, I think. Yeah, so the the numbers on that, like, they're they're, they're weird um, because obviously some live longer than that, and some live longer than that because they waited so long to come out. Yeah. Um, what I would what I would like to see, um, and this is admittedly kind of hard to gather because of the sensitivity of the information I would be asking personally, but how long after they came to terms with themselves and began to live this life at this new identity, just at the point they assumed it, not talking like legally changed the name or you know, went from kind of part-time and it's like, I don't, I'm not worried about that. But like at what point when they said, this is who I am and this is how I wish to live my life. This is what edifies me, makes me happy. How much time do they get from that point? Right. Because I'm, I'm feeling like in a lot of these cases, these girls are getting somewhere between two and eight years. Could you bring up a good point? Like it's the, it's, it's amazing the amount of protection you get far as life expectancy of basically being a cis heteronormative in like a a a a almost a type of armor you 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 know what i'm saying like mm. it's like the the more the longer you perform cis heteronormativity the longer you can expect to live and the minute you break out of that or the minute that you know like to your point like you the minute you say, you know, this, you know, this, you know, this, this shit ain't working for me. You know, I'm not feeling it at zero out of 10. Do not recommend. And then automatically your life expectancy just goes, it just plummets like the exactly. Dow Jones. So I'm going to read those ages again. So Channel Lindsay was 26. Malaysia Booker was 23. Brittany White was 29. Shade Schuler was 22. Now let's, you know, again, this is Dallas. It's the South. And let's let's operate in in the world we occupy socially. Let's operate under the fact, uh, not the fact. Let's operate under the reasonable assumption that all four of them grew up in somewhat Judeo Christianity centric homes, um, such that certain levels of sin were just not even like tolerated. You know what I mean? In terms of Oh well, if you want to live your life like a girl, I'm putting you out on the streets. And most people, you know, who are like they they start feeling, they start getting those signals of something's different in their teens. That's my case, um, at least. And is it that they were just merely sort of tolerated in their homes? Is it that they were put out of their homes? Um, is it that they had? complexly but somewhat accepting but challenging to accept um, family members extended family what have you and then you know they leave the house at 16 17 18 whatever age and then realize okay i can start taking the steps now and so we set the clock at 18 um as one puberty is more or less finishing and depending on the medical desires of these various women I don't know, and I can't speak to those specifically, um, or the, the the just the style changes or whatever you want to call it. Um, but to assume this this other identity, this this different way of existing. So if we let's go eighteen, let's go high end. You know, Shade Schuler, twenty fifteen would have would have had four years. Malaysia Booker would have had five years. Uh, 
Channel Lindsay would have had eight. Brittany White would have had 11. None of them made it to 30. None of them made it to, I have truly and authentically lived as myself for an amount of years that has the word teen in it. Um, and when you think about the way life changes in your teenage years and think about the way life changes once you're out of those years and you're in your young adult life and you've established your patterns and you know the ways through life that you want to go, and to think that in these cases, the only reason they're being cut off is because they made this decision that other families, you know, because it's not just their families in the vacuum, right? There's many other families who believe these same things and they internalize these same messages. And it's, thank goodness you didn't turn out this way. And it's, you know, you didn't become one of those. And, you know, maybe we thought you might have or whatever the case might have been. And so these people walk around with this hatred, but also possibly this envy, I don't like to speculate and say, oh, well, the people who are doing this secretly want to be trans. But that doesn't really function, that doesn't serve anything. We got dead people that we're talking about now. Um, but to think that they don't get like the opportunity to fulfill a life and to really feel any sense of completeness before it just sort of stops because of how rampant transphobia is and how socially rewarding it is to be transphobic functionally, right? It's less that than it was previously, but it's still there. Like it, it's, it's still, you know, looking over your shoulder and wondering are the, are the teens giggling at you or, you know, you're afraid that you're going to startle somebody when you've been kind of shopping quietly and then you open your voice to ask for help and you sound like me. And I've sort of made an inside joke about it, but you know, some people legitimately struggle with that. And so, I don't know, it just, it, it, it hurts in a way that, you know, we don't really think about, um, you know, I, I, I think about loss often as I'm continuing to age and I've had peers just die of natural causes. I've had peers die of some medical things. I've had peers die of cancer. I've had peers die of all manner of things. I've had peers die violently. But when you put in a context, the notion of this person probably made this decision at about the age of 18 and they only got five years of life out of it. It's like, damn, they only got to be themselves for five years. You know, imagine, imagine trying to justify or defend the killing of a five-year-old or a seven or an 11 year old. We, we don't do that. We can't do that. It's, it's, it's unfathomable. And yet there's still a large portion of the population Maybe not a majority, maybe not a plurality, whatever, but there's still a very large portion of the population that wishes to penalize our existence up to and including death. That's scary. Very. And like you said, even more so rewarding you for being violently transphobic, like, and not even punishing you. Like, you look at a lot of these cases where trans women are being murdered. It's that these these off, oftentimes cisgendered men only get a slap on the wrist. Like they may serve one or two years in jail, and that's not even an exaggeration. Right. If they even go to jail, they'll get a like, few months, and and like they make, you know, trans panic is still like a valid defense. And oh, but she tricked me. It's it, it's still a like still a valid defense. You know that was. There were these stories previously about, you know, the notion of, oh, well, you know, we can we can plead down to whatever and call it temporary insanity. And it's like, 
You're calling it temporary insanity. I'm calling it a dead trans woman. Like, not to be so on the nose with what happened, but we're talking dead trans woman. Um, like, uh, call a thing a thing. A spade is a spade. It's like the woman in Mississippi um, a couple years back, D. Wiggum, who was stabbed 190 times. No, and and I can we can write the book on this and fill a library with them because these people are getting deaths that they don't deserve. And the sole condition for death is you exist this way. You exist this way and you exist in this way is an attack on my, on my definition or of what I believe a woman is to be. Right. Which, which leads me to this and then we can move on. Cause I'm, um, uh, know that you um <clears throat> don't like to dwell on these things and rightfully so because i mean it's important to cover but then at the same time it's like how much can you? oh yeah i can i mean i can dig deep for this again this is yeah. above all else this is still my community this is still very much like close to home for me because you know again i'm a couple weeks out from 35 and i basically i put the cheat code in like if i started at 18, I don't know if I would have made it to this point. I can't guarantee that anyway. Um, which is an unfortunate um, reality, um, which is what, what I wanted to say to my community, my stupid-ass, bigoted-ass, just goddamn, I almost said a really, 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 really messed up uh, word, um, insane-ass community of cishet, um, heteronormative straight people. Um, this is why your straight pride things are nothing but hate. Um, shout out to the one person that said the straight pride ain't nothing but the line at Chick Fil A. That shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck to me. But, <laughs> I, saw, I saw somebody else uh, say that straight pride is just like rush hour traffic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, this is why that shit is nothing but a hate group. Um, right. Basically, and this is why, if at no other time. You should really do this every fucking day, but if no other time, especially during Pride Month, straight people need to shut the entire fuck up and mind our goddamn business. Yep. Amplify, support, defend, or leave, leave us be. That part. That part. And especially if you... Listen, let me tell you something. You black transphobes, homophobes, and all type of phobes and isms and phobias. You black anti-LGBTQIA plus people. You motherfuckers. Y'all are the ones that I side eye the most. And I get it. You know, everybody has to un unlearn and unpack and grow and all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. However, People are dying. People are dying who people are dying for no other reason than the fact that they are existing the way that they see fit. And you motherfuckers hate it. Hate that. And decide that we have to we have to kill the, these people. And that, my friends, well, not my friends, I don't really know y'all. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is absolute trash. And I don't have no respect or anything for you. And I will say if if 
um, our LGBTQIA plus brethren and sister and then non-binary ends. I know that ain't a word, but uh, stay with me. If they decide to fuck y'all up, it'll be what you deserve because you could have just shut the fuck up and minded your goddamn business. So, yep. And with that said, that wraps up uh, trans news for this week. Um, there'll be more about that in the in the future. Don't worry. Um, and good news too. And good news. We we gonna celebrate. We got Pride coming up. I got um, you know Portland Pride here. The weekend, the thirteenth through the sixteenth, and then my birthday is the seventeenth. Ah ah ah! So come on, Gemini season. So yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of pride reporting and celebrating and positivity coming up off this thing too. Don't worry. But uh, God, God damn, this I got a bunch of Gemini's in my life. It's you. <laughs> it's it's you. It's Coney. It's Curtis. God damn. It's hey. Tia. God damn. It's just a a, a a team of Gemini's, Ron. This motherfucker. That's how we do. Um, I see. Gemini's don't die. Y'all multiply, goddamn. All right, so moving on. Uh, we're going to keep this slightly... Um, we're going to kind of stay on topic here a little bit. Um, this is the thing we've talked about in the past on the show back in the early days of this show, and I'm talking like episode like seven early. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's street harassment. Um, this is happening in Japan. Um, Japan is one of the highest populated countries in the world. Insane population density. Public transit is like the way to go to get around because there are just so many people in such a small place. And there's an issue with groping on the public sub, uh, the public trains. Yes. And it sucks because they had to invent an app. The police did. Which imagine that the police actually doing their job and not killing people. Right. We can only dream over here in America. Um, so yeah, so packed rush hour trains are an issue, obviously. Um, it's a time when you know, so many bodies are trying to move from place to place. And what had been happening was, and like we see this in like Japanese pop culture shifted to America, where they'll do like, you know, there's like the great on the ground, but then like it's got a motion sensor and somebody walks past and it blows air at them. And like when we walk past, they get these upskirt shots and we think, oh, ho, ho, yeah. how whimsical and weird the Japanese are. It's like, no, that's harassing. Like, yeah. th there's no there's no whimsy in that. That would be that would be mortifying if that happened to me. Um, mainly because it's, you know, summer now. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you're doing amazing, Bianca. That would that would that would mortify me if I walk past and you know to try to make that seem like it's commonplace. It's kind of it's kind of goofy, but also it's kind of commonplace, which is strange and which you know brings us to this point about this app, which they released three years ago because that's when it first was like, oh shit, we got a problem on our hands. Mm -hmm. And now they've had to update the app um, such that it will make calls that say, um, "There's a groper here, please help" in Japanese, and then. You press the thing a second time. The person doesn't leave you alone. You press it a second time, and a voice in Japanese uh, pleads, "Please stop! Please stop! Please stop! Please stop!" And the message, like, screen turns red, so like it, you know, looks more urgent. And it just sucks that you know people have to feel like I can't speak up about being groped in public, so I need to get an app to do it for me. On one hand, on the other hand, I'm glad that like the authority who is supposed to look out for those sorts of things and make 
you know, the experience better for people stepped up and were like, no, we're going to create the app. Because in America, what wound up happening? They made the fingernail polish, right? That you dip in your drink to see if it's like been tainted. Mm-hmm. It's like, you mean I got to go change my whole pedicure for this or my whole manicure for this? Right. I got to get a whole new nail tech for this shit. Like, I, I got to leave Do one nail blank so that when I go out, I, I just got to dip my nail in this shit. And if it turns my nails a color that don't match my fit, I mean, this nigga's trying to poison me. Really? Really? Do you know how hard it is to find a good nail tech? And I got to change my whole, I got to go on fucking Craigslist to find a, well, maybe not Craigslist. But <laughs> I got. We don't go, to, we here at Carter Collins don't go on Craigslist for anything but to get these jokes off. That is correct. And we'll get to that later. But. You mean to tell me I got the I got the ask the timeline on Twitter for a different nail tech because I got to re redo my whole fucking fucking line because you goddamn rapist sons of bitches can't keep can't keep put can't can't stop putting shit in people's drinks like you motherfuckers. Remember, um, there was something similar. Remember, it was kind of like a uh, was it a bra that kind of did something similar where like would alert you. Well, well, alert women. It would alert women like if somebody's being too hands of feeling. Mm-hmm. It's that, and then like they got bars all across the country developing various codes. They put these things only in like women's restrooms where they say, "Hey, is somebody at the, you know, in this place in this venue being creepy to you? If so, come up and order an Angel's Envy shot, and we're not gonna actually pour Angel's Envy shot. We're gonna." Call the police instead and try to get the first removed, or we're gonna call like the bouncer and have them, you know, taken out or whatever. And it's like all of these things, you know. And again, this is just another thing in it. And Japan, like that's as much as we say, oh, you know, they're not very large people necessarily. Still very patriarchal, which yeah, very. proves the point that the original privilege is male privilege. I've said that on the show before. Shout out to Clinton Yates of ESPN for giving me that one. Um, we're giving the giving the world that one really. He mentioned that a long time ago um, on the, on the show he was on, and yeah, it's just, it's it's true. It's the first privilege, and now again, um, another thing Japan has done is they've made women only subway cars, which is extremely smart. Which is which is smart, but also again, like, do we have to pack women into like one cart like sardines because men can't control themselves? Right, all of these things, like the fact that all of these things are ingenious and like innovative, you know, like the 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 police app, and then like like I said, the thing with the bras and the like, nail polish, all this stuff, polish, angel like, shot all, ordering, like all these ingenious technological advances, all because men just cannot help being trash. Like it always comes back to. Men cannot help being trash. And men, by far and large, in general, have no interest in unlearning so we can not be trash and correcting our behavior. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. And not only not being trash, but, like, let's think about it this way. So so men, men are expected to pursue women. Let's just leave... Call that what it is. Men are expected to make the first move. You know, women will say, oh, "I don't like to make the first move. I don't think I should have to." Whatever. That's that's cool. We we have agreed to that covenant culturally. That like, if two people are in an environment where there can be a means of doing so, the man is expected to make the first move. Right. This ain't that. Like, come on. Like, the, 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 groping somebody on a on a fucking subway. 
or or trying to you know slip a, something in somebody's drink or getting super handsy feely to where I gotta have a bra with a fucking Wi-Fi thing in it to I can email a friend who's gonna call my phone and get me the no like it shouldn't have to come to that. Hey, it you should be, be one thing and and one thing only. Men, please behave better. That's all women and non-men are asking. Just behave better. And what will happen is you'll behave better and you'll get more of what you want. You won't have to resort to this type of shit. And you know what that'll lead to? More men behaving even more better. We have a safer society. We have a safer culture. And when, I don't know if this is Malcolm X or Elijah Muhammad, um, but when the women of a society feel safe, you have the best society you can have. Correct. But men don't think like that because we are conditioned and socialized in what you said, male privilege and also entitlement. Entitlement. That's the big one. And that, you know, it's, um, you know, I, look, I know a lot of people hate, you know, buzzword, quote unquote, but um, it's true. Patriarchy kills. Like, patriarchy is a poison. Like, it... It, it it oppresses women and it poisons men into continuing to uphold the the system that oppresses women, mm-hmm. and nobody wins. So again, the, the plea is simple: men, please just be better. I don't even know if it's a plea at this point; it's a demand because otherwise, people will stab you, and rightfully so. <laughs> I mean, why do you, why do you think I'm learning how to kill somebody with every piece of instrument on my coachman? <laughs> well, well, maybe not kill. At least wound and free myself up to get the hell up out of there. Yeah, and listen, y'all have seen me. I'm not small, and if I feel I got to resort to that, then imagine what you know. Women who are half my size are feeling as they navigate the streets by foot via public transport. I have the benefit of owning a car. I don't generally have to deal with it. Most of what I have to deal with is when I'm like in a shopping place or just some other public space from at the park or something, but a lot of women have to deal with this right in the moment, and it it shouldn't be like that. Correct. So men, do fucking better. Do fucking better. It's not a plea. It's it's, it's a demand. it, It is needed. Long overdue. Listen, we might not have too much long for this fucking earth. The least you, mo- the least us motherfuckers could do is make it better while we're here. Please, just just be better. We're gonna keep it simple. Just be better. Yeah. Speaking of be- speaking of people that need to be doing better, uh, we need to be. A lot of these stores need to be better by their employees because. Um, Sister got into a bit of a kerfuffle that was not her fault over the weekend. Bianca, take us away. Sister was shopping in Sephora, as many of us do, um, because Sephora carries Fenty Beauty. Mm. And on April 30th, Sister was, she called them out and was like, hey, y'all need to have a long talk with y'all employees. And we're recording this on June 6th. On June 5th, Sephora closed all their stores to do diversity training, just like Starbucks. And they apparently solved profiling. Yay, they didn't solve profiling because <laughs> I I went and searched uh, to see if anybody had been talking about that they went to the class on Twitter because I'm messy like that. 
I mean, I'm nosy like that. And I just wanted to see, like, okay, did somebody tweet about the experience and the, and the sensitivity training? What did they learn? What did they glean from it? Did somebody write a thread? You know, is there something I can sort of pull for this for the show? I didn't find anything, but what I did find was a lot of people going, huh, some sensitivity training. I went to Sephora today, like three hours ago, and I was treated poorly in the store by these employees who allegedly went to sensitivity training just yesterday. Mm. You hate to see it. Hate to see it. And so, uh, obviously, a lot of people got upset because SZA has a bunch of fans who follow her on Twitter. They found out about this. Okay, and so let me say this. Let me say this. Let me yeah, say go ahead. This. Jump on in. I'm not going to sit here and lie. When I first saw the story, I laughed my ass off because SZA, <laughs> and it's fucked up. I, I know. I know. I know. Oh, boy. This is going to place I'm not ready to take it. Let me ready the problematic alert. The, the, right. This is definitely problematic. I own it. I'm a piece of shit. Sister don't look like she. Sister don't look like she still. I. Mm, you know what? I. I, mm, I you, you, good look, everybody. But but right. Like, just moving on. Moving on. <laughs> she didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve that. Hell no. No. Like she didn't deserve that. Uh, no one does. But it's certainly. Come on. Not not Sister. Come on now. Come on, man. Go, how, how you gonna blame Sister for stealing, man? All right, Sandy, man. No, but uh, <laughs> so Sephora responded the next day because she wrote the tweet, uh, kind of late my time, so I'm sure the store was closed, certainly, wherever she was. Uh, oh no, this I was think? this was the same time zone as me, so yeah, kind of late. So Sephora yeah, responded was, the next morning, yeah, it was and they were like, Hey, you know, they gave it a boilerplate, all right, you're a part of our family, we're committed to ensuring every member feels welcoming and included. It was mm -hmm. like that was on May first. Yeah, that's not that's not going that's not going to do it. That ain't we don't do those no more. Like we when something when something specific happens, you you can't boilerplate your way out of that shit. Now if it's like a general like oh Sephora didn't have what I wanted, frowny face. And if you want to respond, cool. You can say the whole ah you know we try our best to keep you know things in stock. Sorry about that. I don't know. Like we'll send you a little five dollar off, whatever. If if, if that's how you want to engage, right? who cares? The point is they closed. And tried to pull the, the Starbucks. We're gonna fix this problem in a day. Uh, and then they posted, you know, again more boilerplate about on the morning of June fifth, every four store distribution center and corporate office will close to host inclusion workshops for our employees. These values are always at the heart of Sephora, and we're excited to welcome everyone once we reopen. Please join us to make a more inclusive beauty community. We belong to something beautiful. Blah 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 blah. But our queen, our Barbadian queen, Rihanna, stepped up because SZA wrote two tweets in the thread, and the other thing she wrote was, can't a bitch cop off any and piece of what? And Rihanna came through and sent her a gift card and was like, here's a Fanny Beauty gift card. Um, go buy your Fanny Beauty in peace, sis. One love, Rihanna. Rihanna was like, a bitch indeed can buy her Fanny in peace. Right? Like, yo, Rhi, what's, what's good with the... Uh, with the, with the Fenty Beauty gift card. I'm a big fan of the music and the uh, makeup and the lingerie. And I got my Fanny slides. So, yeah, yeah. Hook, your, yeah. hook your girl up one time for the two times. Yo, Rihanna is like, like, I got a quote kid here on that old, old episode of Rhi. Like, she is, like, really just the baddest bitch in the game right now. Like She truly what, is. She, like, and was she just, um, is she's, like, the wealthiest woman music star, like, period right now. Is, is she? 
She up there, yeah. Um, like she really like I know I know her. Like I, I be seeing the jokes. Like her fans, like the the Navy and stuff, is waiting. Is like hounding her for the music, and she was like, "Listen, listen, I'm over here building an empire. Y'all leave me the fuck alone." <laughs> yeah, she did that picture. Did get posted that showed that she might be back in the studio. So yeah. Well, I mean, she. I mean, she, posting the music and also building the empire. I mean, listen, if you if you do what you want when you popping, and she is hey. definitely popping right now. Like it is ridiculous how much. I'm, and you know, I have to be honest. I have to absolutely one hundred percent be transparent. I didn't. I did not see. Pondy replay. Rihanna morphing into the mogul that she is today. I did not see it. I, I, so what I saw was a long career making that song a lot, kind of how Lenny Kravitz kept making the same song a lot. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see this. Yeah. And that's a joke. I don't really mean that. Lenny Kravitz is a great innovator. Just the songs that got picked for singles all sounded like not the same, like uh, Nickelback, but you know, it was, it was formulaic, whatever. Um, you know, pop, or Jagged Edge. Pop melody. That better example. Thank you. <laughs> it's why I'm here, friend. It's why we I'm here. we we need to do a bring it bike. Uh, oh, channel. we will. Oh, we, need, we will. We need to do a bring it bike on all their albums. They released what three and four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can knock out all three of them albums. Talk about five songs and basically cover their entire and the whole fucking <laughs> album. The whole fucking they like hold five. This- Five songs between those three albums and, and knock out ninety five percent of the episodes. They hold Easily. this. They hold discography as like three remixes of Where the Party at and and five remixes of of Promise. Right, and then like the other five percent is let's just don't you know, let's get married. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But so, uh, yeah. so I got I got a question for you. Um, so I'm gonna be thirty five in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and you turned twenty eight back in February. Mm-hmm. Rihanna turned 31 back in February. Mm. Come on, fellow Aquarius. No wonder she fucking awesome. Would, would, would you consider Rihanna an auntie? Hmm. I would not consider Rihanna an auntie because she's close to my peer group. Okay. Would you feel old being around the people who would consider... Rihanna and Nazi. Again, she's 31 years old. Um, I feel like this is a trick question for me because I'm, as y'all often say, I'm like the oldest, youngest nigga ever. Well, that's why I'm asking to be going somewhere with this. But yeah, so, <laughs> so like, you, you got you got little cousins that's like 13, I'm sure, like in that range. Yeah. If one of them was okay. like, yeah, Auntie Ree got the jams, like, you wouldn't feel a way about that? Cause I, I, I the fuck would. I'd be like, who? <laughs> who really? Uh, <laughs> <I, laughs> I'm laughing because I damn sure could pitch with one of my little cousins saying that shit too. I can like Auntie Rio, like Auntie B from Beyonce. Yeah, I can definitely see one of my right, little cousins. Right, because Beyonce is Beyonce's would, gonna be 38 later this year. So yeah, I, I, mm, what I feel away not. Really, but it will get like a you know, like that little eye roll that you do where you're not really annoyed. Well, you you're not mad, but just like okay, little nigga, like that's kind of how I would take it. Mm. And be like, okay, I roll my eyes or whatever, little nigga. That's how I would take it. 
I feel you. Um, so shout out to uh, shout out to Miss Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Ava Duvernay, the uh, director, the fucking just all-out sensation who was just putting her all into the world of documentaries and movies and film and entertainment and is doing Fuck amazing things. Doing amazing things in a really like bang, bang, bang fashion. Like fucking it up. She was kind of like we knew her, like because we, you know, we traffic in these social media circles or what have you. So like we knew of her, but like outside of like these very specific fringe groups, she wasn't that well known. And now like she's a she's a household name. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Ava uh, Duvernay was being interviewed, and she was referred to as Auntie Ava. She didn't like that. And no, she that, did not. That predictably caused a firestorm on Twitter because Woo-hoo-hoo. Twitter being a land of nothing, we're not going to dwell on like the Twitter sphere too much, but like it being a land of if it didn't happen to me, it doesn't happen anywhere, mm-hmm. led to a little bit of a Funky discussion. We're going to have a little bit less of a funky discussion about it because I think we're more on the same page than not. But tell them more, Jay. So, like like Bianca said, Miss DuVernay did not appreciate being called Auntie. Um, she was like, when I think of Auntie, I think of old. And I, damn, am I really that old? I'm only 46. And um, and also, shout out to, shout out to, uh, shout out to Jones. You know, he, you know, after she kind of politely Got them together. He respected it. it was like, okay, it was uh, it was Van Lathan. Van Jones, the nigga that be on scene and goofing off. Uh, oh, Van Lathan, yeah, yes. Shout out to him. You like after she kind of tugged them, tugged them. Which sidebar? What the fuck, Van Jones? Like that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> that's, that's, him, him and Don Lemon switch bodies, but continue. Woo-hoo, boy. <laughs> Don's gone off the brown and he snatched the soul literally. <laughs> He listen, Van Jones must have got that goddamn uh that Frank's barbecue sauce, that mean ass sauce that they posted for the insecure writers room. But anyway, <laughs> so fucking Frank's what the fuck is wrong with y'all? What a crystal. Continue, continue, continue. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after uh she, you know, tugged this tugged this his collar a little bit, you know, he respected that. But um Ooh, and I, as a matter of fact, I think we've talked about this auntie this discussion on this show before. Um, but it was more so in the Twitter Twitterverse, which we're not gonna really talk about because listen, Twitter's together. But yeah, we, we, we could we could talk about the concept of what it means like when you and I use those words. Cause I mean, like I had Auntie B in my that's my Twitter name for the longest, like the the fill in your name spot. So it wasn't like my name, but I, I had it there for the longest. Um, and the only reason I took it out was because I was like, I want to put some jokes like on this line, basically. But I personally, like, and understand, I come with a different set of baggage than, than most. Um, but I personally, like, I am 1,000% on board with it because it also affirms my gender. Mm. Um, someone who tried to call me Uncle B would get these hands. Cause, cause yeah. that ain't that ain't what's cracking over here. We don't we don't traffic in, in that way no more. We're not moving like that. Um, but I find it endearing because you know a few reasons. Uh, you know, like I said, for one, it affirms my gender, and for two, um, I know people use it as a pejorative, and they use it in a way to go like, "Oh, you you auntie and you this and that, and you can't get blah blah blah." And I'm like, 
Okay, so that's kind of true. But uh, you ain't got to say that so loud. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you said it all because I was definitely going there when I but continue. But but I'm I'm laughing at myself. And again, I'm I'm not extending what I'm saying about the word. I'm not even really applying it to myself. But I'm certainly not extending it to anybody else and saying that. Oh, when when I say it about this person, this is what I actually mean. When I say it about this other person, it means this whole other thing. Because you know, word, words words certainly mean things, but words can also mean multiple things depending on right. tone and intent, receipt, receive her, right. and all these other things. Right. And multiple interpretations, yes. In the same way that uh, Ava DuVernay doesn't like it, I happen to embrace it. Because um, mm-hmm. I also acknowledge um, shout out to The Root who did like a roundtable discussion about it um, in written form, which is dope. Um, and did. Yeah, so shout out to them about it, but uh, but one of them said, Ann Brannigan, what she said was, uh, Hollywood probably makes you internalize some really weird age shit, even more so than the general population. Like, I bet she gets it a thousand different passive-aggressive and aggressive-aggressive ways, which, like, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Because, again, I had my feelings about it, and I was kind of, like, set on how I felt, but also set on the notion of do you, you know, rock what was comfortable for you, feel what's best for you. Mm-hmm. But that kind of that made it hit on a different chord because it was like, damn, that's the thing I forgot. Because again, Ava DuVernay hasn't been in Hollywood that long, like right. And we know how nepotism is. I mean, nepotism is a thing in in society, period. But especially in Hollywood, mm-hmm. like she's a uh, she's forty six. She got to start when she was like thirty seven, thirty eight. And so again, she's been in that circle long enough to have received all of these different things about like age and aging and how aging particularly in women um is something that should be fought at all costs versus you know you know versus you know in men it's like oh you got a you got a salt and pepper beard how handsome he's so he's a he's a silver daddy da 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 like there's all these ways that we sort of find endearing ways to say them about men and like oh he's got a dad but how adorable and I'm not using a mocking tone because I'm not attracted to men. It's, it's not that. Um, but it, it really is. It's, it, these are the things we say. But, you know, we turn around and we flip down on a woman like, ooh, so hasn't been so kind to her. Or, ooh, she must have fired her personal tra-. Like, they say all these fucked up things, right? And yeah. I, I get how some of the fucked up things that can be said, not that I can prove that any of them have been said necessarily, but I get how those things would contribute to feeling like, nah, I'm cool on that. Don't call me that. Don't refer to me that way. I don't like it. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, the the thing is, and the thing that I kind of dis dislike about Twitter. You know what? You know what? Let me let me not even just limit it to Twitter because I think that's kind of like a almost a crush that a lot of people use in discussing things. Because I and I thought about this earlier today, but I didn't want to tweet it because I didn't feel like arguing with niggas. But saying like XYZ only exists on social media, and I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating. Like, take for instance, like the gender wars, quote unquote, that mm-hmm. go on on Twitter. Like, a lot of people say, well, these gender wars only exist on Twitter. No. And I'm just like, Trust me, I'll be on Black Planet, and trust me, the discourse, one, ain't as educated, two, ain't as good, but it's happening. I promise well, you, and it is, well. it's used well, the whole other way. Like, we think Twitter is a weird echo chamber of wildly varying opinions. Black Planet, like, it's a needle in a haystack when you find someone. Well, like, oh, just, damn. You, but, no, I continue. 
I wasn't just going to limit it to other so, to social oh that can't talk other social media. I was just going to talk about life and like I cannot tell you how many times I have listened to the radio going to work, which is one of my own fucking fault. But you know what? Good luck, everybody. Um, <laughs> I cannot tell you how many and, and not even just the same radio station, different radio stations. You right. know, multiple multiple avenues where these, these same like gender things or you know these arguments, quote unquote, that motherfuckers be arguing about on on social media. I cannot tell you how many of those same conversations, and I'm using that very extremely loosely, happen on public radio. How many fucking talk shows? Fucking you Ni- rhymes with Nico Dazden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you be knowing? You know, you know. Yeah. You also, know. also rhymes with Sicky Miley. Like you, you know, you, you know. Also you, rhymes. Also rhymes with Vom Coiner. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, and not just that. I mean, we have so many fucking talk shows and day shows talking about the same shit. We have so many mediums and TV and film and art and stuff that regurgitate the same shit. So I think it's a lazy argument to say that XYZ just happens on social media or Twitter, you know, whatever, what have you. But the thing, what I, um, bringing it back to my point about Ava, the thing is like the intellectual dishonesty is kind of what annoys me because like you said, I find it to be endearing. However, just limited it to me, not even just other motherfuckers, just me. I would be a goddamn lie if I told you I didn't also use it as a, as a pejorative sometimes. It's all about the, the context. It's all about the tone. It's all about the delivery and how you want to use it. Because personally, <laughs> we were talking about this pregame and it was in one of my AKAs. I personally, it's a hot girl summer. I am looking for somebody's fine-ass auntie to twerk on me at one of these day parties. <laughs> to, per, to be perfectly goddamn honest, you know, fine-ass fine auntie is my type of carrying on. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I want your fine ass auntie in the maxi dress to hit my DMs, to be perfectly goddamn honest. So I I love me a, a fine ass auntie, but I also have, you know, because I, you know, dabble in a bit of shade, you know, listen to Ratchet Ramblings for more. Um, I definitely look for fine ass aunties, but I also, you know, throw a little shade at some of these you know, aunties that be tripping because some of them be tripping. You know, is you know, shout out to y'all. You know, shout out to y'all that threaten to take people's man, even though men ain't really a prize to take. But you know, good luck, everybody. Um, <clears throat> so I, it's very interesting to me, in a way, seeing how people interpret things differently, and it's all about learning how they interpret those things and their boundaries and respecting those boundaries because it really don't take you nothing to do that like i said i don't mind auntie i don't use it i like if i had to do a ratio of how much i use it as a term of endearment and then as a term of shade that shit would probably be like seven to three but if you don't like it you know who am i to tell you that you're wrong right exactly you know, and that's that's so much of this sort of like lands back on like, you know, it goes back to the conversation about intent versus impact, right? Like, what yeah. what do you what do you mean to say, and how does the receiver 
take it on. Now, there's there's levels to that. There's you know people absolutely who clearly look for like the worst interpretation on some shit, and there's people who are like, wow, that was ambiguous. I just want you to like maybe use a different word where you said this, because where I grew up, that means one thing, and I don't think you mean that. So please like affirm that you mean this like more favorable thing. Right. So that happens often. Um, and again, I, and like, let's let's not fake the funk. Some people do say that shit, you know, being shady. Um, one of your co-hosts being one of them. I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> but no you me. know, like, I I I think I I, I think um, a sufficient read of the room, and I use the room metaphorically, kind of informs like what's happening here. Like, is yeah. is, is somebody acting up, being ridiculous, and we're saying, hey, come get your auntie. She she cutting up in these streets. Or, you know, like, for example, like the, the scene in Black Panther, um, the high auntie scene, you know, everybody was like, oh, that shit, you know, made women feel like, uh, like they were, you know, excited about um, Michael B. Jordan saying that line. I was because the shit was funny as fuck. It was. Especially um, given the context of the movie. But yes, continue. So yeah, so like, you know, it, it, it had that effect in that context. And like I said, for me, somebody, you know, who recognized me as like TTB, and I'm like, oh shit, that's that's me they talking to, like specifically. Um, you know, it, it's endearing. And you know, the, again, the people in this article on the roof, shout out to them one time for the two times. Um they accept it as one thing while also acknowledging if somebody else don't accept it that same way. You know, not to do it while also acknowledging, ooh, maybe this like desexualizing thing might be stretching the gum a little bit too far. Like you, you chewing, you chewing that fruit stripes for more than three minutes at this point. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. I'm, I'm glad I took myself off mute. It, that's the thing. Like, I definitely am here for respecting people's wishes. To not be called things. I'm definitely here to un to understanding people's different interpretations of words and how they mean things to different people at different times and so on and so forth. Absolutely had no problem with that. However, sometimes you niggas be reaching. Like we just have to call a thing a thing. Sometimes you niggas be reaching. Sometimes it's just okay to say I don't like the word and that leave it at that. Because the justification you oftentimes give as to why you don't like a thing sometimes you niggas be reaching y'all be reaching mm. Mm. and like you know reading a little bit more about this we're gonna wrap this up in just a minute and move on to the next topic but um you know like we are in a weird sort of age where like when i was in college i had teachers who just preferred to be called by their first name Instead of professor whomever or doctor whomever or whatever, they would like to call me my first name. You know, very informal in that way. And then from there, it sort of turned into where like people hate hearing honorifics in terms of themselves. Like they don't like hearing sir or ma'am or whatever the gender neutral honorific would be, which I guess is your honor, but we only call judges that. And they love right. hearing you call them your honor, mm -hmm. um, even more so than sir or ma'am to that point. But um, or 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 famously, one of my favorite interpretations is. That nigga lie, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like some people, you know, don't like the honorifics. Some people don't like Mrs. to refer to whatever status of marriage of a woman or Miss to refer to. Like people just 
are allowed to like and or not like things. And culturally, it makes the most sense to just say, oh, what you like? Cool, I'm gonna do that for you. Like, that's the easy thing to do. And I am all about finding the easy way to do stuff. Yes, yes. What's the old saying, work smarter, not harder? Indeed. Mm -hmm. Speaking of somebody who is not smarter or harder, well, you know, actually, speaking of working smarter, not harder. So, um, <clears throat> so let's talk about one Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> one recently employed, reemployed Le'Veon Bell. Yes, correct. So, you know, like, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. For those of you who don't know, he was. A well, he is a star running back in the NFL. Honestly, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, he we he had a very tumultuous relationship with the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, in which he severed ties with them, and he was unemployed for a stretch. But like you, like Bianca just said, now reemployed with the New York Football Jets. And that nigga got robbed. Okay, so let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. The article <laughs> I got this is from the New York Post. The the headline read that Le'Veon got robbed by his girlfriend. You yeah. click on this motherfucking article and read it. This motherfucker got robbed by his two girlfriends. Lou Williams shit. L listen, <laughs> listen, L Lou Bell. That motherfucker got robbed by two girlfriends. They stole a half a million dollars from this nigga in jewelry, including a Rolex, a Black Panther pendant, and among other paraphernalia, according to the police report. According to the police report, he was in his... <clears throat> he was in his... California home, his Hollywood home, when he went to go to the gym to work out, I'm assuming getting ready for OTAs or something or what have you, because I think it's training camp uh, coming up for the NFL, if not already in progress. And while this nigga goes to the gym, according to the police report, the two girlfriends rob his ass and leave him. <laughs> they must have been listening to the city girls. <laughs> Or, or that Tank in the Banger song quick, or any number of songs about the notion of, you know, robbing from a man who has either left his place unattended or has allowed more than one of you in. I'm just hollering at the fact that this motherfucker, like, this motherfucker had two girlfriends. This motherfucker was in some type of, I don't want to project too much, but I'm just going off of what I read. He had two girlfriends. I'm assuming some kind of 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 maybe polydynamic or you know it was probably some nigga shit because you know niggas. Don't know <laughs> I mean we got to be real. I mean <laughs> we don't you know niggas don't know nothing about no damn polyamory and shit. Let's just that motherfucker just had two. He had two down ass um excuse my French but two down ass bitches <laughs> and then they, they were down until they would be able to rob that nigga and then they did just that rob that nigga like goddamn. How you leave your, this motherfucker left his house unattended. <laughs> First of all, I, I hope more details come out about this because 
How in first of all, how long have they been your girlfriends? That's no I mean obviously not much longer after this than made public news. You got rolled out a half a million dollars worth of worth of jury. Nigga, if you know you got that much shit in your damn house, why are you in your house unattended with them? Like if you if they just became your girlfriends, you deserve to get robbed. <laughs> you just met them like right two now. weeks ago. Right, if you right, if you got well, like, he met one two weeks ago, he met one like ten days ago, and yes. he was trying to he was trying to play that double role, and and they didn't realize what was going on, and then they realized, girl, we could both get over. Yes, and yeah, they hit him. Yes. Here's what they hit him for: they hit him for two gold Cuban links with diamonds, a gold chain with a black panther pendant which had black and white diamonds in it, a rose gold Rolex presidential, and a two tone rose gold and white gold Cuban link bracelet. Of course, because because nigga. Of course, because nigga. Well, I think he's just got all this money, so he could he could totally afford to buy it. Oh, absolutely. Back. Oh, but absolutely. he he got paid like that's that's a rounding error in his. But no, at the same time, I totally get it. Like you don't like to have your shit stolen. I'm not like I'm making light of it, but I'm I'm basically going buy another one, you rich motherfucker. Right, right. It's like it's like thievery. But make it fashion. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, mm, I, again, I want to know, like, if these are your long term girlfriends and they pull the okie doke on you, okay, I can see that. But if you just met them or you met them at different times, but still in a relative short time period, you deserve to get robbed. You do. Like, God damn, my nigga, like, you ain't got no security on no shit, nothing, Jesus. Like, God damn, Le'Veon, you can afford it. Mm. You hate to see it. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, other things you hate to see. Um, this is our next last segment of the day, and we can talk about this and then move on to everybody's favorite, which is the misconnections. But NBA finals are going on right now. The games are currently being played in Oakland because they did not get home court advantage. So game three was on Wednesday. Some shit has been going down. Some shit has been going down. So shout out to the Raptors for, you know, playing hard, doing anything, taking it to the Warriors, who everybody wants to see lose. Draymond Green acknowledged that. But a situation happened where Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry, a.k.a. playoff Kyle Lowry, but he ain't been playoff Kyle Lowry that much this year. He had his moments, but, like, he he been, he been doing his thing for the most part. But uh, AKA, AKA hashtag thick. <laughs> aka king triple single but no nah, um, hey that ain't even no shade because because i too am hashtag team thick so my brethren kyle lowry continue i mean i guess we call him raymond felton team beefy then okay let me shut uh, up anyway yeah, um yeah, we're gonna go on the tangent yeah so uh kyle lowry went to save a ball that was going out of bounds and he fell into the seats. You know, this happens. Um, most memorably, when Shaq went to do it, like, everybody parted ways, like the Red Sea. Um, but players... Which, which I mean, in fairness, I would, too, because... Yeah, yeah, I would see Shaq. Right? I've met Shaq, actually. <laughs> Don't forget. But um, do remember, do remember. But no. Nah, um, yeah, so Kyler went to save the ball, as players do. It doesn't, like, it don't matter if it's the home team, the road team, whatever. You got to play on the ball, and you feel like you can save that shit. You go make that play on the ball, and you and you save that shit, especially if it's about to be out of bounds on you. You don't give a fuck about what stadium you're in. You go try to save the ball. And so 
He gets shoved by a fan who he didn't land on. I repeat, he landed on one fan. A different fan decided to shove him. And while he was shoving him, he called him all kind of curse words and bad names and things. And he was insulting him and just really just being out of line, just not acting like somebody who would own a courtside seat, let's just go ahead and say. Like Correct. that kind of rowdy behavior coming from the 300s, just kind of raining down booze, whatever. That's one thing. That's okay, like expected, whatever. Um, yeah. But this shit coming from somebody right like at courtside, I don't know if you remember this, but a few months back when Russell Westbrook um, ran out to kind of collect the ball, but he didn't like he didn't jump to stance or nothing. I but the this. the kid for the opposing teams, you know, was on the road. The kid for the opposing team reached out and kind of like touched him on the back, and Russ. He turned to the ref and said, ho, ho. And he turned to the kid and was like, can't do that. That's not allowed. And then turned back to the ref and was like, all right, we can play again. But the kid didn't I, – I think the kid was just so excited that an NBA player was that close to him Yeah, that he just kind of got caught up in the moment, basically. Mm. And when it's a kid doing that, you know, you can you can allow it to a certain level. You know, you can understand. You can explain it away. You can be a learning lesson for the kid. But when it turns out you are in like you're middle aged and you are an ownership partner in the team, as is, as is the case with this fellow Mark Stevens, um, you can't do that. You can't push a player and shove him and call him insults and things with witnesses around. With, like, what are you doing, sir? Doesn't even matter rooting interest, right? Because obviously, again, he's, you know, he's up front courtside seats. He's surrounded by people who he likes, obviously, and who know him and, you know, have whatever relationship they do. But they're still witnesses, and they're still going to say, yeah, you know, this is what happened, and da-da-da. And it's, just, it's still blowing me that, like, the dude, uh, the woman, rather, who he hit, like, didn't say or do anything but this this man is like took it upon himself to go off and shove you know Kyle Lowry and get in his face and start calling him bad names and stuff. So the king of basketball, LeBron James, got involved, and once that happened, it was like, no, no, we can't just sweep this under the rug. We can't wait this out. We can't just let this be because LeBron James posted a image of it and he wrote a long thing that I'm not going to read here but basically the gist of it was you can't do that he's a part owner he knew exactly what he was doing it was uncalled for LeBron um, James right our hero um a swift action for his actions um if Kyle Lowry had reacted put his hands back on him y'all would be going crazy damn to call him to get put in jail da 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 um I mean I don't choose sides I choose facts right not worried about who's right and worried about what's right and so a bunch of NBA players chimed in on that post. Um, obviously, Kyle Lowry in the interview was like, ah, he shouldn't be allowed back to you know games. He didn't know who this was. Um, you know, he's a minority owner. He barely could probably point out the majority owner of the team. Certainly not the minority owner, one of the minority owners. And so Isaiah Thomas commented, uh, the current Isaiah Thomas, not the OG Isaiah Thomas, make an example. Lou Williams is like, I'm with you 100%. Rudy Gay was like, Kyle will be suspended and fine if the roles were reversed. Uh, Jared Dudley said the rest of the finals isn't good enough. Um, some other people commented, you know, if Kyle Lowry had walked into his office and shoved him, he would be arrested. Mm. 
Again, gotta, I don't choose sides. I choose facts. And you got to think about NBA courts as basically these players' offices. This is where they apply their trade. This is where they earn their money. This is where they entertain. This is why the big bucks come. This is why the owners have these valuations that allow them to do things like sit courtside, be interactive, and reap the benefits of having a team, period, much less a team that is winning the way the Warriors have been. Mm-hmm. So today, Thursday, June 6th, 525 Eastern Time, the NBA released a joint statement along with the Warriors that said that he has been fined half a million dollars. It's around an error. That dude's valuation is $2.3 billion. But it's it's the principle. I think it's the maximum they're allowed to fine him. And yes. they banned him from NBA games and Warriors team activities for a year. Mm. I love to see it. It's so, what she deserves. It, I, I feel like that, uh, that, that gif of Kim K. It's what she deserves. Yeah, uh, you know, less than a, less than a day after, it got an immediate turnaround on this. Sent a pretty swift message. I mean, probably not swift enough. What will probably wind up happening is he'll get bought out, which means more money for him, but he'll be away from the game in exchange at least. Mm-hmm. Um, bottom line, you can't you can't do this to people who you know can't do anything back to you. Right. And imagine doing all this goddamn performing and the person that he actually ran into didn't care about shit. Right. Imagine putting on your super, imagine putting on your goddamn Superman cape and the person you're trying to save is like, uh, no, thank you. I'm good, love, enjoy. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You hate to see it. Well, actually, I love to see it because suffer, because you ain't had no business doing that. Right. And again, again, the entitlement, that male entitlement, it even extends fault towards other male on male interactions. Right. And this is again because it's due to minority owner. He's a billionaire. He's he's never been told no in his life, probably. Um nope. you know, you don't just become a billionaire by accident, you don't trip and fall into that shit. You know, mm-hmm. even you know. Um which push pause, push pause, push pause, push yeah, pause. Yeah. Push pause. This is totally unrelated. Don't lose that train of thought, but Deborah Cox says nobody's supposed to be here is about accidentally falling on some dick. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this is this is made much funnier by the fact that I have heard Deborah Cox sing that song live. <laughs> oh my God! You know what? Oh Jesus! Let's just do the misconnections. This story's over. The, the point's obvious. <laughs> misconnections time. Let's go. Listen, that shit hit me today while I had my shuffle Lord at work. He was like, "Dude, Deborah over here on accidentally fell on some dick." <laughs> Ooh, oh man. Okay. <clears throat> misconnections. We're doing these from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I forget the reason why we're doing it for Columbus, Ohio. But we're doing this from Columbus, Ohio because Le'Veon Bell took the big L this week. Yes, and he's from Columbus, Ohio. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you so much. All right. right. So, Columbus, Ohio, misconditions. Let's go. Bike night, Fender Bunny. We met at we met at Quaker Steak and Lou Bike Night. You talked about wanting to be Fender Bunny, and you, and you, I offered to play with your cotton tail if you ever roll with me. Let's chat some more and make it happen. Reply with enough info to let me know that, and they do not spell that right. They spell that T B A T. That <laughs> okay? To be fair, the H and the B are right like next to each other. 
I give you that. You want to have fun? We can go from there trailing dots. The end. I just oh, want to know what the I, fuck what the fuck is a fender bunny. And yeah, I'm not I'm not liking this this rabbit imagery very much. Um, right. although I totally get it. Um I completely get it because the notion of, you know, fucking like rabbits is very uh it's the reason for Easter, obviously. Um <laughs> No, it's not the reason for Easter. Jesus is this death and ascension, you know, he came back to life and the third day he ascended. That's the reason for Easter. What is this? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You hate to see it. Next misconnection. <clears throat> Miss Vixen. We're trying to communicate on a dating site. AM. In parentheses. But neither one of us are paying members. You sent me a collect message, but I don't know if you're real or not. I would really like to talk to you and figured I would give this a try. Let me know what my username is so I know it's you. <laughs> so let's review this misconnection, shall we? Less. Okay, so <laughs> do we all know what AM means? Do you know what AM means? Yeah. Jeremy, you know what you mm. know what AM stands for? Yes. Do you remember our friends at AM and mm. what the big controversy was surrounding AM? Mm-hmm. So for those of y'all who have not picked up on what AM refers to yet, it refers to Ashley Madison. Mm-hmm. Ashley Madison was in hot water a few years back because it was found out that a lot of the profiles of the women on the site were not real people. Mm-hmm. This person who, to be fair, is smart enough to not pay for the privilege to talk to bots. <laughs> is trying to reach out and connect with a bot. <laughs> you just gotta love it. I I knew when that story broke back, you know, those few years back, I knew when that story broke that it would come back to us, to this show, yeah. in this context, one day, and I feel like I even said that when we discussed it, Back at that time, um, back in 2015, when that happened. Yep. The chickens just came home to roost. I love this misconnection so much. Yes, this this is one of the best <laughs> misconnections we've ever had. This is one of the best we've ever had. And I knew, as soon as I said AM, I knew you was going to pick up on it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Whew, thank oh, you for this, this misconnection. Is... This is great. This is this is absolutely wonderful. The, the, good news, the good news is his name won't be released in you know by hackers because you know, that shit happened already and they probably stepped up their security. Bad news right. is we now know and have now immortalized you via this podcast for trying to reach out to a bot by working around the paywall. Yep. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Next misconnection. Seeking crafty terror. <clears throat> I am a woman searching for another woman that I used to talk to with on here about two years ago. If your name is Tara and, and you are crafty, please write back. Also, know that I did not want to stop communicating. The end. So, again, let's just review this misconnection, shall we, friends? This so one. this one didn't start on Ashley Madison, obviously, uh, because they were talking about two humans in theory. This one has this one literally has its origins in Craigslist. Columbus, what the fuck are y'all doing? 
I love the fact that she said, I did not want to stop communicating. Girl, you trying to communicate with somebody that ghosted you. What are you doing? Oh, Craigslist, ghosted you. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. If you if you get ghosted on Craigslist, you got to beat them the fuck up. Like, that is a, that's a different level of disrespect. Not, no, I, you know what? Yes, but also I'm going to take the complete opposite approach. If you get ghosted on Craigslist, you need to take that L like in permanent silence. Nobody needs to know that you even tried to communicate with somebody via Craigslist and it didn't work out for any yeah. reason. Like, yeah. like I would if I had that in my life, which I don't, like I so okay. So again, I mentioned Black Planet early on this podcast. I'm back on that. Shout out to Solange. Thank you. Um but if someone ghosted me on black, like back on Black Panther was like popping, popping back in like the early two thousand, um, that was a time, wasn't it? That was quite a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have just been like, all right, well, that, that was cool while it, while it lasted. You know, you went on and you moved on and talked to. Someone. All right, that's what's up. There's a lot of people on this here site. I'm just gonna talk to somebody else. You. You formed a bond that was so magical with this person that you constantly think about them, but you had no other means to converse with them except through Craigslist. And now you have that, and now you have nothing. Make it make sense. Mm. You hate to see it. I just mm, imagine getting ghosted on Craigslist. <laughs> I, I will say this, and then we're going to wrap the show. Um, Comedian Josh Johnson has a great bit on YouTube about how he catfished the KKK member. Josh Johnson's a black comedian. There's a great bit on YouTube about how he catfished the KKK member. Um, if you have 15 minutes, you're so disposed, check it out. Just type in Josh Johnson cat, catfishing the KKK. It might even auto-populate if you start typing catfish. Um, and it's great because he did it on Craigslist back when Craigslist was like new and he was a teenager. And it's a, it's a, it's a hilarious bit. It's a hysterical bit. I didn't mean for this tie-in to happen because, again, I don't read the connections. Jeremy pulls them, and they're a surprise to me, so I get them like as he's reading them. So I'm basically as surprised as you are, uh, fellow listener. Um, but, yes, definitely check out, again, Josh Josh Catfish and the KKK. Um, and once you're done with that, come back to the Flawless Noises Media Network. Check out all of our other great shows. And thank you all so much for listening to this one. We're so glad to be back. Um, for those of you who are Patreon subscribers, we have a double feature coming for y'all this month. Um, got two bringing bikes coming in the month of June. Um, also, shout out to all of my queer fam. Happy LGBTQ Pride Month. Um, this month is one where we should certainly celebrate our successes and how far we've come while keeping an eye on how far we have to go and really making the world a better place because for that queer person or that you know gay person LGBTQ person who you looked at that inspired you to become the person you are today you are that person to somebody else so please like lead with that live with that and love with that because it's a crazy world out there while I'm generally here for the jokes at the same time I'm also here to get this love off so spread that you know it's the Brooklyn way but it's also the it's the gay way too like we we got this we got us so thank you for listening Jeremy you got any final words my final words is don't be dangerously horny on the internet. Um, straight people mind your motherfucking business. Uh, support, love, amplify, listen, and 
don't get in your cis heteronormative feelings. Um, if you have questions, Google is free. If a queer or LGBT LGBTQIA plus person wants to educate you, that's fine, but do the work yourself. Um, Google is free. Um, she is a she is a healer and a conqueror. Um, and in general, um, listen, you guys don't don't be don't be wilding on the internet. Like, just you know, it's we we don't have to do so much every damn day. Sometimes it's just it's just cool to just tweet from your mentions or tweet about music and get these jokes off and not do the, the fucking most every goddamn. And that's it. I'm done. We'll see y'all. See you niggas back next week. Indeed. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll be back.